1: The Lord has told you, O man, what is good. What are we talking about? We're talking about Christian ethics. What are ethics? They decide what is good, what is right, what is moral. The Lord has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God.
0: Living out just exactly what we believe and what we know to be true. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Shealy from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. It is our final look at our series, The Body of Christ, and we are looking at Christian ethics. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Leighton, and today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse.
1: The commandments that we are given are in alignment with God's character and God's moral code. In other words, by acting according to the Bible, we are behaving like God behaves. Some people might suggest, well, isn't that presumptuous of us, to behave like God behaves? And the answer to that is no. In fact, Jesus invites us to act like God acts. He says in Matthew 5.48, You must therefore be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So what is Jesus doing? He's saying you should act like your heavenly Father. You should behave like your heavenly Father. Christian ethics is based on doing God's will, and God's will is in alignment with his character. We should act like God. Romans 8:29 says for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. Jesus Christ is God incarnate in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God. We're supposed to behave like God. If we behave like Jesus Christ, that's what we're supposed to do. We've been chosen to become like Jesus Christ. Now, ethical systems can be either duty-centered or out uh, or end-centered. Uh, you've sometimes heard the phrase, well, the end justifies the means. Christian ethics is not end-centered. It is duty-centered. In other words, you'll never hear an ethical Christian say something like, I broke the rules because the end justifies the means. The ends don't justify the means to a Christian. We don't break God's rules. Our achievement is not measured by our success, but by our faithfulness. The Christian ethic insists that, for instance, it's it's good to work against bigotry and racism, and that would be true if we're successful or if we're not. Because the real point is not if we're successful, but if we're faithful. As someone has said, be obedient to God, and let God handle the consequences. Now, sometimes we, uh, sometimes God's laws appear, appear to be in conflict. For instance, we know that the Bible teaches clearly that we should not lie. And yet when we read through the scriptures, sometimes we find stories of people that lied, and God blessed them. Uh, For instance, if we were to read the stories of the uh, Hebrew midwives, they lied to Pharaoh in order to save the lives of those baby Hebrew boys that Pharaoh had commanded them to kill unjustly. And God blessed them for lying, for protecting those children. Rahab lied to save the lives of the Jewish spies in Jericho, and God blessed her and her offspring. In fact, she's in the lineage of Christ. Sometimes one moral law is suspended because it's in conflict with a higher or weightier moral law, one of God's laws. Let me give you another example. God's word tells us that we should obey our government. That's in Romans chapter 13 and First Peter chapter 3. And yet, we find this story in Acts chapter 4, when Peter and the apostles were called into the Sanhedrin and told not to preach the, uh, uh, or teach in the name of Jesus, the apostle Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? And so that that, an- that question was not left unanswered, they answered it clearly in Acts chapter 529. Peter and the apostles said, we must obey God. Rather than men. So the Bible teaches us that we should obey the government, but the very same apostle, the apostle Peter, who wrote one of those passages in the New Testament, is recorded in the scriptures as disobeying the government because there was a higher law that was involved here. Whenever the laws of mankind are in conflict with the laws of God, God's law always takes precedence. God's law is always more important. And that explains why godless governments have a problem with Christian citizens. Because godless governments want to be the final authority, and Christians recognize a higher authority. Now, it's very important that we understand the circumstances where the Bible teaches us to suspend one law because of a higher law. And if we have not read the scriptures carefully and understand this, we might repeat the mistake of some Christians of previous generations. An example, an unfortunate example, is the Christians who thought that they were pleasing God by obeying their government, their Nazi government, that told them to turn in the Hebrews and report them. Or one might mistakenly think that biblical stories such as the Hebrew midwives and Rahab provides us a license to lie at our convenience and for our benefit. So it's very important that we study the scriptures very carefully and understand the hierarchy of importance of God's laws. The Bible teaches that God has some laws that are weightier, have more weight than others. Jesus said, Matthew 23, 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier weightier matters of the law. And so that there would be no question as to what they were, Jesus said, justice and mercy and faithfulness. Now these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. And Jesus Christ was not uh, discounting the, the tithe. He says you should continue the tithe, but you must not neglect the weightier matters of the law. Now that word tithe, by the way, means tenth and and uh, the Bible teaches amongst uh, the offerings to give God a tenth. The instructions for this tithing uh, on produce is provided for us in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 22, and it relates to marketable farm crops such as grains and olive oil and wine and fruits and vegetables. But these legalistic Pharisees had extended this provision to include even the potted plants in the kitchen. And so you can imagine these Pharisees sitting down and counting the leaves, and every tenth leaf they pull off to give to the Lord, and counting the seeds, and, and every tenth seed they pull off to give to the Lord, and so forth. With all of their uh, intention of of being so careful, they had neglected the weightier Provisions of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Jesus was paraphrasing the prophet Mike of some 700 years previous, who said, The Lord has told you, O man, what is good. What are we talking about? We're talking about Christian ethics. What are ethics? They decide what is good, what is right, what is moral. The Lord has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. You notice it says, to do justice, to love kindness, those are a reference to how we relate to our fellow men, and to walk humbly with our God is in reference to how we relate to our God. Jesus said it this way, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So this is the Christian ethic in a nutshell. It's simple. It's profound. It's powerful. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if we, by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, can live out these instructions, we will be fulfilling the law of Christ, who is head of the church. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we are forever thankful for your word. If it was not for your word, Lord, then this world in which we live would be very confusing. And it would be our imaginations that would be trying to explain and understand it. But because of your word, Lord, we know why this world is the way it is. It's because of the fallen nature. And Lord, it's because of your word that we know you love us because of your word we know that you have provided for our salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. It is because of your word that we know you are preparing a place for us even now, and that when life has run its course, it's only the beginning of something far grander and greater. Lord, we need your Holy Spirit in our lives be able to live lives that bring honor and glory to You. Fill us anew and afresh this day and each day this week that we might bring glory and honor to You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: And amen. Well, that will close out our series, The Body of Christ. Next time we get together, we've got a small three-part series that we want to introduce to you to set up the next series after that. Can it be trusted, the Bible? Does it really contain serious truth, all truth? And once we establish that foundation, then we'll get into the book of Genesis and creation and why it is important that we understand the foundations of the earth. And that's all straight ahead in the coming weeks here on Study Verse by Verse you'd like to know more, visit our website, highlands.us. You'll also find information regarding Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Until tomorrow, God bless.